0: Hello and welcome to episode 65 of My Circus, My Monkeys. It's October. We're getting close to Halloween. So we wanted to explore some of the scariest parts of being a supervisor. Now, the episode is entitled, One of the Scariest Things to a Supervisor with In Your Talent, because everybody has different things that freak them out about being a supervisor. And for the most part, those things are driven by your talents. So if you want to find out what that means for you, stay tuned.
1: You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University.
0: Okay, so there are some things that are scary to just about any supervisor. Things like downsizing, budget cuts. For most supervisors, having to hold someone accountable, perhaps even fire them. But for the most part, the things that are probably freaking you out or scaring you as a supervisor are directly related to your talent sets. We just hired a social media guru. And so she had me think of what might be scary for supervisors with each of the 34 themes. So through the month of October, we're gonna be putting those out on Facebook and Instagram. So if you're not already following us on social media, please do so. There's links in the episode summary. So you can just click right there go right to them. But here are just a few examples of what I'm talking about. One of the scariest things to a supervisor with discipline is watching your team not be disciplined in their duties. One of the scariest things to a supervisor with futuristic is missing out on what's going on now because you're so focused in the future. One of the scariest things to a supervisor with input, and that's me, is getting stuck researching a problem so you keep putting off making a decision because there's so much more I could know. So hopefully some of those resonated with you. And again, we're gonna do all 34. But my challenge to you is to come up with your own. Why? A, because everybody, even if you have the same talents as other people, How you use those talents is going to show up differently. So there are some stereotypes to certain talent themes. But what really scares you, what freaks you out, what makes you most anxious is going to be personal. And the important thing about doing this is not just, oh, what a fun thing to do for Halloween. It's because when you identify what most freaks you out, you're going to find a huge energy suck, typically. Because when we encounter things that frighten us, it tends to send us into that stress response, that freeze, fight, or flight. And so we will use a lot of energy to avoid it. We'll use a lot of energy to ruminate on it, perhaps for days. Or we might get defensive, that takes a lot of energy. Or sometimes we get aggressive about the situation. And no matter how you're handling it, when you're in that stress response, it's not really an optimal outcome. And again, you're wasting a ton of your own energy doing this. So really finding those things that freak you out as a supervisor most and then figuring out how you can mitigate those things is going to help you in the long run. It's going to help you be a better supervisor And it's going to help you maximize your energy slash maximize your talents. So how do you do this? Easy way. Think about the parts of your job that you most try to avoid. And, you know, those those tasks that, oh, I'll get to that this afternoon because I'd rather do X, Y, Z. Because typically the things we'd rather do are smack dab in our strength zone. Still might be things that are getting in our way, maybe showing up as weaknesses, but We enjoy doing them. They don't necessarily suck our energy. And so what are those things that you don't want to do? Maybe like I said before, maybe it's holding an employee accountable. And I would say generally that freaks supervisors out, but people with certain talent sets are less likely to find that bothersome. Maybe it's those spreadsheets. That certainly was for me, oh, can you analyze this? Can you Get a list together so we can figure out what's the best way to XYZ. Hated it, definitely put it off, definitely found someone else to do it if I could. Maybe it's developing a new initiative. Just think about the things that are part of your job that you'd rather not do and maybe you avoid doing. So let's remember the definition of a weakness per Gallup. A weakness is a shortage or misapplication of talent skill or knowledge that causes problems for you or others. So that means typically the things that you're trying to avoid, the things that quote unquote scare you, are things that don't fall in your strength zone typically, or I should say often. Or it could mean that you just don't have the corresponding knowledge or skills that you need to navigate that situation In a productive way. So basically what I'm saying there is you your talents could very well be able to handle this situation without much stress, but you just don't happen to know what you're supposed to do. And or you haven't developed the skills that you need to make that a smooth process. So no matter what it is, whether it's not in your strength zone, whether you need new knowledge or skills to really help you navigate that situation or complete that task in a productive way, this is a chance for you to reflect on what changes you need to make to be a more confident, effective, and less stressed supervisor. And when you do that, it frees up all that energy that you've been using in effectively and inefficiently. So for example, I have strategic. So one of the scariest things for me is watching my team members work in ways I don't think are very strategic. So I think about all the time and energy that's being wasted by those individuals, and it stresses me out, especially if team members aren't getting things done on time. Now, I don't want to micromanage. So what I've had to learn to do is shift from telling people that they're doing it wrong, quote unquote, Because also through strengths, like everybody has their way of doing things. That is the best way for them. So the way that I would do it strategically may not be the way that they would do it strategically. So instead, what I've really done is gain knowledge and skills about coaching my team so I can talk to them about how their talents might be helping them or getting in their way in different situations. That way, they have the opportunity to talk to me about why they're doing things the way that they're doing. Including, you know, I guess maybe this talent is showing up as a weakness and there might be a better way to do it. And so sometimes it still leads to, you know, a suggestion on my part, like, oh, have you thought about doing it this way? Which then they can, oh, that would be better for me. Or, well, that won't work, but I could do this differently. But other times when they're explaining to me what their process is, I realize that it's not that it wasn't strategic. It was that they were doing things... That made the process better that I just didn't see. So it's a conversation instead of me just being irritated. And again, you know, when we're irritated, when we're stressed, when we're freaked out about this situation, it's a lot of wasted energy on our part. So it's a win win by me learning more about how to effectively coach my team and then building those skills into our one on ones. In that particular example, it wasn't really scary, it was just more kind of irritating. So let me do another one my intellection. So any of y'all that have intellection, it's basically about the ability to ruminate about things in the hopes of resolving a problem or advancing your thinking on something. Now, I've had a overthinking problem since forever. I can remember at my first full-time job, I was a hall director, and I literally made stop signs that said, stop thinking. And I put them around my office and I put them around my apartment. And that definitely helped short term. But as any of you know, well, I should say, as some of you may know, like you put that post it up to remind you and if you don't act on it right away, then all of a sudden it just blends into the background. So it was helpful a little bit, but it didn't really fix my problem. So for years, I would just overthink, overanalyze, even though I don't have analytical, you know, my my intellection would get in my head and just go on and on and on about things So it wasn't really until a few years ago that I started to work on my scary intellection problem successfully. I started learning more about how my brain worked and really how all of our brains worked. With that knowledge, I could make a plan utilizing some of my other talent sets. So not intellection, but the other dominant talents that I had. And one of the skills I then developed because of this was meditation as well as the skill of being able to move my attention when i knew that my thought process the intellection going on and on ruminating wasn't actually serving me so being able to do those things allowed me to stop overthinking as much and of course whenever you're doing any sort of change yes that took effort but now i'm not wasting so much energy in my head without any productive outcome so it was totally worth The effort that it took to make this shift. So my challenge to you is to complete the following sentence for each of your top five. One of the scariest things to a supervisor with blank, and the blank is whatever your talent theme is, adaptability, input, woo, whatever, is blank. And again, feel free to work on this with your friends. But even if you have the same talent, it doesn't mean you're going to have the same answer because everybody's talent's Show up differently for them based on their experiences, based on their knowledge, based on their skill sets, and based on the other talents that they have. So these are going to be very individual answers to you. Now, once you have your five scariest scenarios, start to analyze them. Even if you don't have analytical, just look at them. What do you think is going on there? Do some self-reflection and ask, is this task or this situation something that falls outside of my strength zone? If so, can it be delegated? Is there a complementary partner that I can work with to help make this go more smoothly? Or perhaps they can do it for me and I can do something for them? Or is there a way to reframe it in terms of the talents that you do have? For example, I don't have empathy in my dominant talents or anywhere near my dominant talents. It's very low. But as someone who worked in residence life for years, I know that strategically, because I do have strategic, I needed to be empathetic when students would come into my office and were upset about whatever. Often that they were living with the devil and they were afraid they were going to die or something, you know, like there's a little drama there often in these situations. But basically, they had gotten so worked up that they were in my office crying, very, very upset. So I knew. That in order for me to successfully navigate that situation and help that student, I needed to be able to be empathetic, even though I didn't have the talent. So I used my strategic to figure out a way to be empathetic, which was to develop empathetic skills. So I have the skill set to be empathetic, even though I don't have the talent, that automatic impulse and being able to, to really feel what other people are feeling but it still allowed me to be effective in my role. Now, as you're, again, going through these five statements, is this scary because you just have a lack of knowledge? Maybe you're just never taught or trained to handle certain situations or really do certain tasks effectively. This podcast and Strengths University exist because supervisors rarely get the training they need to be successful. And so we are often asked to handle situations without really much guidance or background on how to do it successfully. Like we kind of figure stuff out, but our figuring stuff out doesn't even mean that we did it in a very effective way. So let go of that expectation that you should know everything you need to know to do everything in your life successfully. And think about, okay, what bits of knowledge am I lacking? And where might I be able to get them? Is there a book? Is there a training? Is there an online course? Is there a podcast that might give me more information so I can better strategize and figure out what to do? Because again, with my intellection, part of my problem is I didn't really understand how my brain worked. So I just accepted that, hey, this is just what my brain does and I just have to let it. But I figured out that that was not true. I got that knowledge and then I could make a better plan. So maybe the scariness of one of your statements comes because of a lack of skill that would allow you to more effectively deal with the situation or complete the task. If so, what skills do you need? What would help you develop that skill? Again, is there a book? Is there a training? Is there a podcast? Is there something that can help you develop that skill so that when this comes around, you feel confident and capable that you can do it without much fuss aka without wasting a lot of energy so you don't need to be scared anymore and so another example i have adaptability which you know like with all talents they can be great in certain situations but for me one of the scariest things about adaptability was constantly changing my plans because i was going with the flow you know something came up situationally. Someone came by, all of a sudden there was another offer to do something, and any light planning that I had done in my head, or even heavy planning that Strategic had done, all of a sudden got washed away, even though this new thing didn't necessarily serve my ultimate goal. So this was especially stressful for me as a small business owner. So what I did was very intentionally develop the habit slash skill of keeping a planner. And I had dabbled in planners previously on many occasions, but I very quickly gave them up and I didn't really use them in a way that helped me stay on course. So my ability to do that, I should say my new ability to do that, really helps me focus and get things done in a productive way. And yes, adaptability still sometimes shows up and says, hey, this thing came up. It's really important. It aligns with our goals. Let's do it. But I don't get a sidetracked anymore by the adaptability. All right. So let's wrap this up. So it's Halloween. We're thinking about what scares us. Think about for each of your top five, the scariest thing to you as a supervisor through the lens of that talent. Then go ahead and think about what's really the problem there is a lack of talent. Maybe I don't have one, in which case, how can I get this done in a way that doesn't freak me out? Can I reframe it through one of my other talents? Is it something I can delegate? Is there a complementary partnership? Think about, do I just not have the knowledge I need to be successful? Maybe I need to sign up for that next round of Supervisor Strengths Institute. Maybe there's a book I can read. Maybe there's a webinar. Is it a skill that you need to develop? What's something that can help you develop that skill? Again, is it a course? Is there a book? Is there something that can help you get there so that when this comes up again, it is less scary to you. And you don't have to waste so much energy avoiding it, being defensive, being aggressive, or just outright worrying about it. That is my challenge to you. Again, we're doing a whole series on this on the social media. So please follow us on Facebook and or Instagram. The links are in the show summary. And until next week, stay strong.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkeys. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change in even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track. So we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our summer institute starts on May 28th Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.